This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Live from New York. The show that is the Stevie Van Zant of all sports television. It's first things first. Today, the Chiefs abandon their dreams of going 20-0. I never said that. I know. With a dismal showing to the Colts. Should Kansas City fans, plural, or specifically fans, singular, be worried? Meanwhile, the Bills break down and their OC attacks several office supplies. Why Nick thinks this is a sign of trouble for Buffalo. And finally, Patrick Beverly, the newest Laker and my favorite, Nick. Says his favorite LeBron highlight is this one when he blocked LeBron. I can't stand it. <laughs> He's wonderful. Alongside Nick Wright, I'm Kevin Wilds. Brew, do you like Pat Bev's response? Uh, no. What? But I like it's Pat crazy. Bev on the Lakers. Okay. I don't like the response, but I do like him on oh, the Lakers. I and I think LeBron likes him on the Lakers. The highest That's the moment most important in the history thing. of the Clippers franchise right there. So yeah, I blame It might be. Oh, uh, no. That was it's all the Battle of L.A. <laughs> it's up oh, there. The Battle they of won LA. like 20 straight games or something. Hey, we start with the Cowboys win. Dallas was all over Danny Dimes all night. Cooper Rush, steady leadership. 215 and a touchdown. Here's Jerry Jones on his kind of QB1. Take a listen. Well, let me say this. He's certainly uh, playing as well as anybody could have expected. He understands this offense. He uh, has got the makeup uh, for a top, uh, top quarterback, and I underline the word makeup for a top quarterback. And uh, we're very fortunate. He's doing a, a great job, and and uh, I know that uh, he doesn't have anybody that's supporting him any more than Dak. Oh, well, Jerry might be supporting him more than Dak. There's one person. Yeah, there might be one person. <laughs> Did we write, collectively we, write off the Cowboys too soon? No. No, I mean, I don't feel I did because I'm still writing them off. Oh. Before the year, I thought they were an eight-win team. Sit here right here today, and I'm like, yeah, that's an eight-win team. What? They, 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 listen, there is... There is no question we had about the Cowboys going into the year, if one was skeptical about them, that these opening games have answered. So let's just go through it, right? If you had worries about Dak, well, those are even greater now because he's hurt, it's his throwing hand, and he was supposed to be the driving force behind the team. If you had concerns about Mike McCarthy and clock management, well, that almost cost him the game last night. Last night, all they have to do is run the football on third down. Instead, they throw it. They end up going out of bounds. And all of a sudden, the Giants, theoretically, if they had a real living, breathing NFL quarterback, would have had a chance to go down and tie the game. Did we have questions about, man, I, I think they have a really good running back, but I don't think they're going to use him as their number one. That's yeah, we guy. did. And they're still not using him as a number one. Tony Pollard really? is... Yeah, he's got 60% of the carries of, of Zeke. Zeke's got, you know, I think 40 carries to Pollard's 24, something along those lines. We have questions about their wide receivers post Amari Cooper. Well, Gallup isn't playing, and CeeDee Lamb, the amazing one-handed catch notwithstanding, doesn't look anything close to like a top 10 receiver in the league. So, like, we knew going into the year Micah Parsons would be awesome. Yeah. I feel like we knew going into the year the defensive line should be very good if DeMarcus Lawrence is healthy. That's true. The, the, the only reason, Brew, people would say, oh, we wrote him off too soon, is because that Bengals win. 
And that Bengals win is one of, is one of the two games this year that's already happened, uh, Washington over Jacksonville being the other one, that at the end of the year we're going to look back on and say, well, that was silly. That made no sense because the Bengals are going to be fine and Dallas is not. So I'm still – I know you, you've you been hot and cold on them. Well, I don't know if you feel yeah, you wrote them off too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Them off or I'm not. glad you brought up the hot and cold because there's a rumor <laughs> out there that I've written them heated. off. You did right. write them off. I, you no, picked no. them to win the division, and then you wrote them off after week one. Well, okay, but let me define writing them off. Yeah. Yeah. I did come off the division. Uh-huh. I think Philadelphia is the best team in that division. Okay. Yep. I did. Come, I never was on them being a real NFC contender. Okay. okay? They, they do not have a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and I never thought that. Sure. However, what I did not jump off of is them still making the playoffs. In an NFC that's mediocre – this is still a playoff team. And you said they answer questions. The defense Facts. is great. Okay. But we said that after week one. Bro. We knew it was good, really good, but it's it, Nick. The, the defense is great. That pass rush, and it's not, like you said, it's not just Parsons. It's Lawrence and others. So the defense is great. I'm shocked that you don't think the running game is anything special. I mean, in today's NFL, you rarely have, like, a number one back. Zeke is doing fine. Yesterday, they were complete thunder and lightning. He and Pollard. I get it. It was against the Giants, but this running game is legit. But, but your better back is usually the back who gets the most carries. You don't, not in this. Look, neither one of them is Derrick Henry. Neither one of them is Jonathan Taylor anymore. So I'm fine with both of them splitting, okay. basically splitting carries. They ran for 100 and almost 180 yards yesterday on 28 carries. That's a number one back. Both of them combined. And what I like, Nick, and what they should do with Dak when he gets back, having Cooper Rush is forcing them to play the type of ball they should, which is, I said it last week, defense is stout, running game is strong and primary, and then Cooper Rush, the quarterback, makes is efficient and makes some throws here and there. That's all they need. With Dak, they, Dallas got to believing that Dak was like this special elite quarterback that could carry them with his arm. He's not that. Okay, stop believing that. And they're, with Cooper Rush, they're, they're doing what they need to do, which is run the ball the, and throw efficiently. Can, can I tell you what? And they I, should do that with Dak. You, you know what they've they been doing with Cooper Rush, which has been very helpful? Play the New York Giants and play the Bengals when they were still well, not no, realizing. It was a week they, ago. They, Come on. Let's, what what, what changed in a week for the Bengals? For the Bengals? Oh, I think the Bengals' offensive line is a huge issue for them. And Micah Parsons is the ability to wreck a football game. It, it, the Cowboys' offense in the Bengals' game looked bad. The Cowboys' offense yesterday looked bad, and Dak Prescott coming off an injury to his throwing hand, who's now, I think, going to be rushed, or feel like he needs to rush back because his oh. owner won't stop fanning the flames just to conti- get continued <laughs> like media attention like for no reason whatsoever. This is if, – if, if the Cowboys are able to have a top three defense in the NFL, then I will have written them off too soon. But I don't think they have that. I think they have like top a top six, eight, nine defense in the NFL and a bottom ten offense in the NFL, and that to me is a 500 football team. It's an eight or nine win football team, and that's not. I don't think that's going to make the playoffs. Okay. I know the NFC's watered down. I don't think that's going to make the playoffs. I, I think the Cowboys have a contagious confidence, and I got Cowboys fever. First, well, first of all, it's the defense. Daniel Jones out there running for his life, got sacked five yeah. times, 12 quarterback hits. So like, all right. This defense can wreck a game plan no matter who is out there. It's Carson Wentz. He's going to have a problem. Cowboys defense leads the league in sacks. The second thing I thought was really interesting, and I'm starting a new paywall site. My other paywall site 
failed terribly. Didn't take off. No. It wasn't great. Didn't Gonna do it again. PFF, Pro Football Feelings, where I analyze all the game tape and I say, ooh, I'm seeing a feeling there that you can ride and bet on. That's why it's behind the paywall. Can we run the video there, Hobbs? Here it is. It's CeeDee Lamb's drop. Oh, so CeeDee Lamb the, has the drop. More of good vibes. Yes, here we go. Yeah. Behind the paywall, Wait, don't give like it all that? away. Sorry. No, so the drop. So I'm at home. Everybody on social media is like, oh, no, what's going on? Kellen Moore gets upset, but then he's like, you know what? No big deal, buddy. We still got it. He's like, yeah, it's all good. And then CeeDee Lamb's like, yeah, it's my bad. Huge smile on his face. And guess what confidence breeds, Nick? He made a great Oh, play. you got to throw confidence stuff. Cooper Rush throws him that. He catches with one hand. Awesome catch. It's a great an awesome catch. It's fantastic. But they kind of all believe in each other. Defense believes in each other. Coaches believe in each other. Jerry Jones believes in everybody. No, I, I Cooper told. Rush believes. Okay. They believe in Cooper Rush. Dak believes in Cooper Rush. I'm telling you, they got some confidence. It's starting to roll. So you're the only one that's not that bad, hasn't caught well. the feet. Well, it's behind like, the paywall. Listen, they're pretty they're, good. That, that leads me to want to go but, behind Listen, the there was – hold on. Can I just – information after the show. <laughs> somebody had to win that game last night. Oh, come on. No, no, no. Hold on. Just they were 2-0. Oh. You thought the Giants would be 4-0. Oh. What? No, exactly – the exact point I was going to make before you guys scoffed at me, this is about to be a brilliant point. So okay, take good. notice for a moment, my friend. Somebody had to win that game last night. Yeah. And whoever it was – the national media, either because it was the Dallas Cowboys or a team based in New York, and because the record was going to look good, was going to pretend or foolishly believe up. Oh, we got to take this team seriously. That's true. The Giants at three and zero. I was prepared to come on this show and say they are no good. Yeah. And you know what? The Giants are no good. And the Cowboys at two and one. I am prepared to come on this show and say they are a team that is their ceiling is a touch above average. That's their ceiling. And their baseline is probably mediocre because they have a bad coach, they have an injured quarterback, they have a mediocre offensive line, they have an owner that only, we always talk distractions, all he does is try to create them so we talk about them, and they do have, on the other side of the ledger, a a generational defensive player and a bunch of other really good defensive yeah. players. I'm not taking anything away from the defense, but that Cowboys offense is going to put a clear ceiling on them, particularly now since they're drawing dead to win the division because of what Philly's going to do. Right, one thing that I have to take issue with, you said they have an injured quarterback, or do they? This brings <laughs> us to our next question. When is Dak coming back? We've got conflicting reports. Maybe next week, maybe week five. Here's what Dak has said. I've been better, but now that we're winning, it's all all good and I'll be back soon week five against the Rams question mark that's the one I'm looking at brew should Cowboys start Dak if Cooper Rush keeps winning games yes when he's ready okay ah! but here well, ah! well but here's the thing this Cooper Rush's play and more importantly the way the team is playing around him because like I said they're playing differently than just with Dak if Dak's out there they might be slinging the ball a lot more downfield True. this is a smart way to play but the way he's doing it gives them the luxury Nick of not rushing Dak back we saw it with Russell like Wilson it. last week I love it. he comes back too early takes him a few weeks to even yeah. play decent football yeah and I'm hearing Take Russell was still injured he's still not playing oh, we'll, decent we'll, football we'll get you to that hand injury all I know is they're two they say it's a two year injury all I know is they're tied for first I've heard, I've heard all right they didn't lose to the Colts. They didn't lose to the Colts. I know that. What are we talking about? I mean, we'll get to that. What are we talking about? All right. 
but they, you got to agree with me, Nick. You don't have to rush him back. Do no. you think you do? Well, listen, I don't know. I don't think you should. No matter how well or poorly or mediocre Cooper Rush were playing, I would not put my franchise quarterback, who I have this long-term investment uh, into, into an early season game until he's fully healthy when it's an injury to his throwing hand. So to me, Dak's timeline is totally independent of what the team's doing. I do not think the offense has played great at all this year. And I think the total difference in how the offense has done has been based on the competition. Week one, the offense looked truly terrible because they were playing a truly excellent defense in Tampa Bay that we have seen give everyone trouble this year. Week two, they, the offense looked mediocre, playing a mediocre defense in Cincinnati mm-hmm. with a ton of short fields thanks to what their defense was doing in Cincinnati's offense. And week three, they're playing the Giants' defense. That, again, everyone wanted to pretend we thought the Giants were good because they won week one on a missed field goal and won week two on a made 50 six-yard field goal. I don't think Cooper Rush has distinguished himself as awesome. Now, he hasn't embarrassed himself. He hasn't gone Nate Peterman on us, and he's played better than I thought he would, but I do not think it's like, well, let's ride this hot hand. The hand is not hot. It is the hot. hand it is, is just undefeated. Hot. It is hot. hot. Nick, if Justin Lamb got catches that ball, then. the score is what? Third? Oh, got 30 oh. oh, play this highlight. This is a little rough. Yeah. The Broussard Bowl. What happened? There? I don't. I never called it the Broussard. I, oh, I, I know. I never called, called it. The it the you you did. You. I never claimed that though. I never co-signed. It. How <laughs> dare you? I don't remember. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Listen, I watch, Craig. I still wake up early, and I had to listen to you and so many others be like, oh, well, we're sad for Trey Lance, but the Niners are better. Why? Because mm. Trey Lance would have not self-safetyed yesterday? We don't know what. <laughs> the, what you know what? He wouldn't have been worse. Mm. He wouldn't have been worse. Think about Good this. Point. Think about how, like, b- being on a different level, different playing field mentally than everybody else, where you're going to take the self-sack on a play <laughs> this guy. that you don't pick on. Mm. That's a pick six. Yeah. He saved his team five points right there. Better to be lucky than good. Savvy play from Jimmy G. Uh, in other news, the much ballyhooed Broussard Bowl disappointed. What? 17 combined punts, yeah. the most in any game in this young season. Mm-hmm. The Broncos win a baseball game 11 to 10. Let's look at the tail of the tape. Jimmy G and Russ, these are bruised guys. 
out <laughs> combined for one touchdown. Yeah. Nick, which yeah. team should be more concerned with their QB play? Oh, well, both have to, you know, not be feeling great. But at <laughs> no. least for the Niners, they know it's over in a year. For the Broncos, they're looking at the next half decade. So I would say the Broncos. But let's start with the Niners, if I may. Can we show, as we do every time we talk about Jimmy Garoppolo on this show, as Brew calls it, the graphic. Because you will now see Jimmy Garoppolo (laughs) is now no longer on said graphic. In place of Brew calling for the graphic when we talk about Jimmy G, you're going to be able to hear me call for the play. Like, you know, Montana to Clark is the catch or the drive from Elway. This is the play because it is Jimmy G's entire career in three seconds. Running out the back of the end zone, then closing his eyes to throw what would have been a crippling pick six. Instead, he throws a crippling interception later in the game. So Jimmy Garoppolo is who we thought he was. And I am so glad that everyone else in the media got on the record saying, well, you know, it sucks for Trey Lance, but the Niners got to feel great now. <laughs> Did you see how they rallied around him? Yeah, the only people more excited than Jimmy's teammates were his opposition's teammates. They oh, were like, oh, God. we get that guy. With that said, <laughs> oh, no, I would like to talk about Russell Wilson for a moment. Oh, that because was just I owe this man Niggas. an apology. I'm going to try to be the bigger man for a moment, and maybe it can teach you two a thing or two. Because once upon a time, we argued a lot about Russell Wilson back when he was good. And I said they should let him cook. They shouldn't run the ball so much. And Coach said maybe his coach knows something. Maybe the uh, the constant kvetching about the offensive line is because Russ doesn't get rid of the ball in time, and he runs into sacks, and he has limitations. And I said, no, let him cook, let him cook, let him cook. And Coach, I'm sorry, I was wrong. You were right. Just like you guys need to turn to me and say, hey, Nick, remember all offseason when we said all your Russell Wilson skepticism was you're afraid for your Chiefs. You Oh, you don't want him coming to your division. When I told you he's not the same guy as he used to be. But can I show you quickly who the same guy he is, bro? Oh, the old blind stat. Oh, my goodness. All right. Oh, you, I think you we can agree these two quarterbacks are having roughly equivalent seasons with the guy on the right being slightly more effective. Let's see who these two superstars are. Oh, it's Russell Wilson and Marcus Mariota who's going to lose his job to Desmond Ritter. So, Brew, <laughs> I can admit when I was wrong, and I was wrong about Russ. I called him average, and, he was, and I way overrated him. Oh. Chris, he almost made Chris Collinsworth cry on Sunday Night Football. <laughs> like, where's the Russell Wilson of old? So, C- Brew, I say the Niners are neither team's in good shape. But if one of your friends got one year in jail and the other one got five years in jail, the one with five years in worse shape. That's the Broncos right okay. now with Russ's contract. That was cute. It was, it was full of lot. emotion, full of feelings. Elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> Can I bring some facts? Oh, facts over feelings. All right. First of all, let's start with Jimmy G. Let's stop acting like it was a bad play. Let's stop acting like running out of the end zone is the worst. Nobody can do it. Steve McNair. All right, you, you, everybody thinks Dan Orlowski. And Orlowski wasn't very good at quarterback. So Steve McNair, an MVP in the NFL, did it. So it happens. It's like airballing a free throw. That's right. It's something you think, no, it's it can never happen. LeBron James airballed a free oh, throw before three in an NBA <laughs> game, folks. So that's all it is. That's it good. doesn't mean you're – and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing about Jimmy G. <laughs> uh-huh. They didn't give him a playbook this offseason. 
<laughs> he was making his first start, coach, with no playbook. Did he think the rules of he was He was making his first start after shoulder surgery. He was making his first start mm-hmm. where he spent practice time away from the team lonesome. throwing with trainers. Mm-hmm. All right? So what would you expect? You expect them to go out there you like Aaron Rodgers? To win? They know what they're getting. And so they're not worried. They were 2-4 and four last year. They were 3-5 and five last year. These are facts. They are fine. They know what Jimmy G is. So I'm not worried about them. Okay. They're not worried about Jimmy G. Okay. Russ, again, some facts. Coach. He's switching offenses for the first time in his career, Nick. To go That's important. That, well, they're 2-1. They're 2-1. and, one. Two and one. Fair. And here's the deal. Right. When Aaron Rodgers went to this offense, you know with Nate Hackett and, and Matt LaFleur, first year in that offense, 2019, lowest completion percentage of his career and lowest passer rating since his first year as a starter. It takes a while to get adjusted. They're 2-1 and one while Russ is getting adjusted. And, Nick, guess what? Wow. The last drive where they got the game-winning drive, you and I and you guys saw vintage Russ. Vintage Russ. All right, yeah. so what they have to do, well, MJ we saw – I don't know if we have the highlights. The 27-yard pass on third and 10 to Hinton. Mm-hmm. Great pass. The back shoulder pass to Cortland Sutton. Great pass. What they have to do is find the balance between vintage Russ where he's outside of the pocket making plays with his legs and getting him used to this offense. But the fact that they're 2-1 so and one now with a, great, with a nice running game and a great defense – I'm fine with okay, them. Okay, so his, I, so I, yeah, my answer is neither. Oh, neither needs to be worried about their quarterback. Okay, so I, I am a little bit more with you than I am with. Thank the, you, the, coach. Oh, Thank you. Wow. All the histrionics. Yeah, the theatrics <laughs> was cute. The, they were nice, but I brought truth. Histrionics, histrionics. Yes, his history. Yeah. So and and the graphics were great. But the, the, on the Jimmy G play, in fairness to him on that play, it's a hard sell play action shot, seven-man protection from the minus one-yard line. You, and there's Thank two you. defensive linemen on him within about you know, a beat or two. Absolutely. Look at that. They're, they're trying to throw a shot from the minus one, and they're blocking seven guys. You don't, ex- you don't expect the defensive line to be on you that quickly. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't have awareness of where the back of the end zone is, and I thought it was eat- the, the worst part of this was trying to make a play right. and, and this disaster yeah. at the well, end that they the avoided. What about the to lose the game? No, that, that wasn't very good either. He, yeah. threw it, he threw it into triple coverage. Yeah. That was not very we good either. We call that the Jimmy special. But if I'm concerned about something from, from – from San Francisco's perspective, it's that he's probably going to get hurt. That as opposed oh, no, to not him. that's fair. As, as, as that's opposed fair. to that's never yep, a concern them not being able to operate effectively as an offense, so they'll they'll figure that out. Russ. In terms of Russ, it's a rookie head coach, right? It's a new system. There is something to be said for transitioning to a new system. Tom Brady, when he first got to Tampa, Boom. In, excellent point. Until until they really adapted Fair. what he did and what he did he well, never looked this. They bad. weren't very effective. Yeah, mm. he, I, I understand w- what you're saying, but he's also Tom was dealing with a different head coach when he went to Tampa. Tom was dealing with with a totally different situation. So Russ has to overcome some yes. of the coaching growth that's going into it. 
And the guy played what was nine straight seasons without missing a game. So he's probably going to be there throughout the course of the season. And they're probably going to get incrementally better. They have to get incrementally better. And from a coaching perspective, it's, it's got to improve Coach, as well. Coach, that was outstanding. Can I, well, that was outstanding. No, no, that's a mic drop. Okay. No, that's a mic drop. There's no that, guy. That a was a mic drop. That wasn't a mic drop. I'm going to go full thanks, King thanks, Dorsey. Excellent. Excellent. Why don't Excellent. do it. Hold on. Excellent. Hold don't on a it. second, it, Rip it all up. Listen. Rip it all up. <laughs> I rip up those little notes. We are not allowed to do on this show is when two quarterbacks who I understand I'm the least likable person on the show may be on the network. I'm we all like that. <laughs> I've, I've, I've earned that honestly. I'm okay with it. Right. And when I'm wrong, everyone watches to watch Nick eat it. Fair enough. The Chiefs segment coming up later. But when the two quarterbacks I've been more critical of than anybody are playing a 10 to 5 punt fest where one of them runs out the back of the end zone. The other one has one play of substance the entire game while Collinsworth is watching him skip passes to the receiver saying, that's not the Russell Wilson I remember. And then the other one who ran out the back of the end zone throws a pick to lose the game. We can't be like, well, it actually, you know what? We saw signs. We didn't see signs. Well, we do we give any, do we give any was, credit to the defenses? Thank I mean, you. Those are two pretty good defenses. They're two very good defenses. Okay. And There's, Nick, but if that this doesn't was matter. week 12, no. it's week three. Russell Wilson, like Coach said, is in a Y'all brand new offense with a coach who the first two weeks after had week no clue what he was in doing. In a monsoon. And Tom Brady and, went with Bruce Arians, and there were great right. pains. There were not these types of – hold on. Well, he's Tom Brady, too, and he had Bruce I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. I understand the brand new offense for Russ. And I had Dusty pull the numbers of Peyton, too. When Peyton started in Denver, he was one and two, five touchdowns, three giveaways. So I buy the whole argument of, like, new system takes a while. But Nick has made a great point about the lack of running for Russ. And he had that one play where he scrambled it looked like the Russ of old. It feels like if you're in a new system... Things would break down, and you would do more scrambling, or you would try to make more things happen. But why isn't that happening? Why is he just so statuesque in the pocket when he, the great Russ, what made him special, was he would move around a lot more? Well, what what happens is, and and oftentimes offensive lines are blamed for sacks, but quarterbacks that are constantly moving in the pocket, it puts the offensive line at a severe disadvantage because they they don't know where the quarterback is. They they know where he should be. Mm-hmm. So when he starts moving left and right, and the defensive lineman adjusts, then sacks happen. So as as quarterbacks mature, you want them to stay in the pocket as long as they can to let the play develop. And then if nothing is there, that's when you move around as opposed to just you know, turning it into street ball and, and seeing what happens. But we don't have to act like this is some unanswerable mystery. There is excellent reporting on this, that the coaches in Seattle got frustrated because Russ stopped running because he wanted MVPs and he wanted the adoration that the great quarterbacks get. And that they, the quote was, are we trying to win MVPs? We're trying to win football games. And Russell Wilson now got his own team, his own hand-picked everything, and he's not there to be, oh, frisky, look at what this guy can do at 5'10". He's there to sit next to Goodell in the, in the Super Bowl and be like, I should be playing in that game, like Brady and Mahomes. But he's neither of those guys. But he's trying to convince himself that he is, and so he won't take what's there. Because if he was going to do it, I don't know if we have time to show the red zone thing, he would at the very least do it in the red zone. He would run for a touchdown on third and short in the red zone. And Wild, since you didn't support me, I had them add this to the graphic. Oh, good. He's the worst red zone quarterback in the league. Second worst, Mac Jones. Oh, uh, what's that? that? I mean, it's un- three weeks. Again, it's three weeks. Every it's single football conversation we're going to have today, 
will have been three weeks. It's the it's with week three of the season just finished. And so if we saw a player that looked to be declining, whose team got was fine getting rid of him, and then the t- teammates celebrated his exit and now is playing his worst football of his life, I think we might have some evidence that at third is soon to be 34 years old on a quarter of a billion dollar contract. Maybe they made a mistake. Yeah, that's why he stopped running to get a quarter of a billion dollar contract. <laughs> you know what? Let's ride still. <laughs> so you're with neither. You're with. Well, kind of with. I mean, he just destroyed you in the first five minutes. Did he? Talking about. I'm with that. He was on this. Not no, but it was. It was a, a lot, lot of, of showmanship. Right, right. All that flash. Meanwhile, the substance. Kansas City. They lost. Oh. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. It's time for some sad news. After throwing for 321 yards, the baby goat was injured while valiantly trying to lead a fourth quarter comeback. <laughs> America's team will most likely turn their lonely eyes to Hoyer the Destroyer in a legacy game against Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, we've got some breaking news from Mike Giardi. It's a long tweet. I'm going to read it in its entirety per sources. Mac Jones is seeking a second opinion on his high ankle sprain coach with the GOAT of doctors, Dr. Martin O'Malley. He's a foot and ankle specialist and team doctor for Broussard's Nets. He did J.C. Jackson's ankle surgery, which was great. Also, <laughs> it's true. He also operated on Kevin Durant's Achilles, which was like it never even snapped. This guy's a fantastic. That being said, coach, my confidence is a little bit shaky right now <laughs> in the Patriots season, and the baby goat possibly sidelined. Are the Patriots done? Looking for a no. Uh, I'm going to say, first of all, I'm disappointed he's going to see a second opinion for and, and not using the Patriots doctors, but whatever. Um, the, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if that's going to go over that well in the building. Mm-hmm. But, but anyways, I, I, don't think they're, I don't think they're done at all. I think that the, the, the issue that they've had has been self-inflicted wounds, and that's something that's very uncharacteristic of New England. The last time they had four turnovers and a half, I think it was 08 and then 01. So this it happens rarely. And and to me, the there's a little bit of pressure off with him out of the lineup on that offensive staff because now the expectations aren't going to be oh, upset alert. Aren't going to be what they were, you know, with Mac Jones and it's not going to be that this constant sort of Mac Jones watch. And I think that could actually trend in their favor and help them as they as they push they through barrel the towards weeks. the top five pick. So <laughs> the, listen, they, 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 so here's the deal. Uh, I have good news. Oh, let's for hear America, it. not for you, but for America. After the most brutal opening to a season for Survivor contests, finally all of us have an easy one this week. Packers Patriots. Just send in your Packers Survivor pick and move right along. And that would have been the case with or without Mac Jones because. Mac Jones valiantly, and one thing I will give Judge and Patricia credit, is instead of running the dink and dunk offense, they said, hey, we invested a first-round pick in this guy. Let's see what happens if we let him air it out. And his yards per attempt are way up. 
Yeah. Which is why everything else is way down. He's 31st in rating. He's 27th in touchdowns. He is number one in something. It happens to be interceptions. So as those of us who were, were thought that some of his good numbers last year were smoke and mirrors because it was all dink and dunk to backs and tight ends, that's now being proven true. And the fact of the matter is this, right now the Patriots do nothing exceptionally well. Nothing. And Brew, if we were to say in the AFC right now, th- the three worst teams, you'd say the Texans, the Jets, and the Patriots. The next three, Raiders, I know the Raiders haven't won. I still think the Raiders are better than the Patriots. I mean, Titans and Steelers are, are in that I, next I, group. I, so we beat the, the Steelers. We you, beat the Steelers. You did beat the Steelers. You get credit for that. Okay. You also get credit for the Raiders, which some people have going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you don't you. get me wrong, Josh <laughs> McDaniels. Yeah. But we're also better than a winless team. That's just unfair. Why? Because it, it, we just are. That's it, just the way You think the Jets are better than the Raiders? The Jets have the same record as you guys. Yeah, I think the Jets are. Okay, I don't think you do. Um, So listen, yeah, they're done. I mean, they're done. Yeah, let me let me start off Wilds with some good news for you. Okay, he already did that. Good news. No, this this is some real good news. You've lost to two of the best teams in the AFC. That's not bad, right? That's a good start. All right, Miami and Baltimore. Yeah, and you beat the Steelers. Your schedule, you got Green Bay, as Nick said, Uh but after that, Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, the Jets twice. And Indy, all of those games after Green Bay are winnable. I'm not, not saying bad. they're, but they're they're no, like you. You got a chance. Indy won't beat us. No. So I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. That said, I, I I'm with Nick. I've been I've been saying this from get go. This is even with Mac Jones, coach. I thought they were utterly, completely, unreservedly, absolutely done. <laughs> they're bad. They don't have. Much, oh, Coach, I, do they don't have anything. They do well? Now we're brought yeah, to be the Patriots. They don't have I, weapons. I think they play defense. Well, I think they, I think they create problems for opposing offenses, but, and 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 that's going to continue. I think they play special teams well, and I think as they as they understand how this team is formulated, because historically New England has had issues in the early part of the season, True. just like they did last year, and then they came back and won what eight straight or whatever it was. Yeah, we were one so, and three, and then we went eight and one. So. so so the problems that they've had, as, as I said, which is uncharacteristic, are these unforced errors. What, the, the fact that they had four turnovers and a half, that, that doesn't happen, and it's not going to continue to happen because, because Bill and, and that staff will get it fixed. Okay. So, so to say that they're done at this point in the season. So you think they have a chance? Because they have a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. That's what we're involved. Yeah, I think, I think at, at week three, 100%. to say someone doesn't have a chance to make the playoffs is – I'm just an overreaction. Thank you. Okay. Coach. All right. They have no chance oh. to make the playoffs. <laughs> None. It's not an overreaction. It's the proper reaction. Vegas had it right before the year. Brew had it right before the year. I had it right before the year. They 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 have no one on offense that scares you. Devante they have they have a, the, the defense. You know, looks looked pretty decent against Mitch Trubisky, and then Lamar skyrocketed to the top of the MVP conversation by playing them. Lamar's and they're good. like, okay. I mean, we'll see. L- Lamar's had a pretty good start to the season, right? L- Lamar's yeah, been outstanding. He's good. He played pretty well. No, right. Lamar's been outstanding. I told you before the year that I was waiting for Week Six because by Week Six we'll finally we will have to be able to stop pretending the Patriots are a relevant team post Tom Brady and we're three more weeks three more weeks well I have good news for you let's turn our attention to a potent Ooh. offense that scored 17 <laughs> points against a team that tied the Texans infighting too special team uh, special teams was interesting as was this convo between the enemy and Mahomes and the half I'll start with Nick how concerned should Chiefs fans be 
Okay, so what everyone is talking about this week concerns me not at all. Something from this game, though, does concern me greatly. So Bienemy, remember he and Kelsey got in a shoving match a year ago. He's a fiery former player, offensive coordinator. He and, he and Mahomes have a rock-solid relationship. That doesn't concern me. The special team stuff was horrifying, mm-hmm. but Dave Taub has a decade-plus-long resume being one of the best in football, and their kicker, who is a top-three kicker in the league, will be back soon. That one doesn't concern me. Here's what, and Travis Kelsey dropped the game-winning touchdown pass. He's one of the best tight ends ever. For it. Yeah, I apologize for nice. it. That doesn't concern yeah. me. Here's what does concern me, Coach. When they trade Tyreek Hill, they were going to change stylistically who they are offensively, and a huge piece of that was based around we might have the best, not one of the best, we might have the best offensive line in the league, so when teams are daring us to run, we're going to be able to run. Well, their number one running back, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, ran the ball seven times and had zero yards. And Mahomes was pressured on like 30% of his dropbacks. So the offensive line, and listen, the Colts have a good defensive front, but Shaq Leonard wasn't even playing. The offensive line looking mediocre is a real fly in the ointment that does not, if that is a blip, then I'm not worried about it. If that continues, then the Chiefs are not. The juggernaut they appeared to be in week one. So everyone's talking about the enemy thing. Don't care about that. The special teams thing is a one-off. The offensive line had its worst game, in my opinion, it's had since the Super Bowl against the Bucs. Mm. The offensive line's got to be better. If not, then I would be concerned. It, to me, this game looked like a, a really good team who, who took for granted the team they were playing. Right. And, and, and it, it's across the board. It's the, the muffed punt. It's the, uh, the dropped Touchdown pass. It's it's having a missed field goal. It, it goes on and on. The unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. The arguing on the sideline, and, and that happens. And and when you're successful, and and as successful as they've been, you get everybody's best shot each week. And there's some games where you're you're just not up for it. Now the the good news is, being as flat as they were, they still had a easy chance it. to win the game, and probably should have won the game. So that's, that's the positive. Running the football would take a lot of pressure off Mahomes, but that's consistently doing it has not been in their DNA. So until they will commit to that and more than like a and no one's going to Yeah, look, we know this was a Teams will lose to inferior. Right? We saw it in Buffalo as I think. Uh, what? Right? This is the concern. The Chiefs still elite. Sure, there's. In Kansas City, it's win. And you mentioned the offensive line. Factor in that. But they don't have a number. Receiver. Yeah, yeah, Kelsey. But as far as wide receivers. No, that's right. Juju. I thought maybe MVS and, and Hardman, I knew he wasn't as good as Tyreek, but they have not. They haven't gotten that ironed out yet. What Tyreek, right, correct. anything close. That's a concern. When you don't, the running game is not very good, and they don't have a legit number one receiver. Those are concerns. Can I tell you the real but concern? they have the greatest 
quarterback in the in NFL. The league. So they that do. guy should be elevating and he will. receivers on the outside. Because that's what and he will. you expect. It was, it was when a you bad game by Mahomes. Wasn't half great. A, half a billion that is dollars. absolutely correct. Two weeks, Nick. They were outplayed by the Chargers. Totally they won, disagree. But they were outplayed. Totally disagree. And then they lose. They they, they should have beat them, but they lose to okay. a mediocre team at best. Yeah, no, no. So that's the, two weeks in a row. I, 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 it's one week in a row. They beat the Chargers <laughs> and they were up by 10 points late in the fourth quarter. The real shame of it is with Buffalo's loss. I was supposed to be able to come oh, yeah. on here right. and run a damn victory lap. <laughs> but, no, but I can't do the full no, victory lap because the Chiefs lost. So, hey, listen, Patrick's my buddy, but I'm very upset. He cost me as much as he cost himself in that game. Okay, it's very he would have been. Like friend, like Mac Jones. Like we don't hang out or anything. Just not friend. You're not you can't even with stretch it. for the victory like, lap. I'm your buddy. You would have been no, unbearable. <laughs> Nick would have been unbearable. Uh, unbearable. Oh, my God. Play the Bucks defense coming up. That'll be great. Not worried about it. Oh, <laughs> Not worried about it. No more this week. Y'all yeah. lose this week? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Speaking of teams, we might lose this week. Who the Bills got this week? The Ravens? Are we talking about the Bills next, Wilds? Yeah, we're talking about that. the Bills next, but about I was going to throw a piece of sound to LeBron, but now I'm not going to. Oh, sorry about that. That just happened. Buffalo OC Ken Dorsey attacked some highlighters after the Bills couldn't get a final playoff in Miami. Here's Dorsey apologizing to some office supplies. Take a listen. It was a, a playoff atmosphere, a lot of credit to the Miami Dolphins. And obviously we weren't on the uh, winning end of it, so it's, uh, it's frustrating and, um, you know, uh, reacted that way. And, and obviously that's something that I'm definitely going to learn from. And, uh, you know, I don't ever want to want to take the passion out of the game. Uh, we're all in this on this to, to win football games for obviously for the Bills, uh, for for our fans. And uh, we're going to give give them everything we got. But it's something I'm going to learn from and and, uh, and make sure, you know, it's a, a correct move forward. Well, thank goodness. We just got a recent report that those highlighters were okay. But I appreciate the heartfelt apology from Ken Dorsey. Wow. Yeah, yeah I hope he learns from that again. I would hate, uh -huh. hate to see a pen or a pencil get broken up in the booth. Nick, did you have an issue with uh, Ken Dorsey's small freak out? No, I don't think he needed to apologize to anyone. I think it's embarrassing. And I, the, and I think that I have I, – people can say I'm a hypocrite here. I have a total double standard for – Tom Brady freaking out, breaking a tablet, a player, and not even a head coach, but a guy in the booth that far removed in the middle of a September game or at the end of a September game having a, such an embarrassing tantrum that his other two coaches in the booth kind of swivel their chairs away and the intern in the booth covers up the camera. I think it's embarrassing. And listen, I, got, I said that on Twitter, and Poker Hall of Famer Daniel Negreanu attacked me for it. It was like, oh, do I feel unsafe? No, I don't feel unsafe. I just, whenever stuff like this happens, I ask myself, if that were my dad, would I, how would I feel? I'd be like, oh, dad, it's a bad look. And that's, and so, but I think, Coach, it's more indicative of a far bigger issue, which is the Bills are not good in close, tight spots. They are amazing at kicking the, the doors off people. And when it's rolling, they look like a team that Greg Jennings said might go 20 and up. Yep. A team that Bruce said is a juggernaut <laughs> far and away better than I just everybody think else. The best team in the no, no, no. You, you said far and away. No, I said far the Chiefs and away. are close. Far and away. But they're, the they're far and away. I think we can run the tape far and away. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Point is this they haven't won a close game in two years. Two years. We can show you the other teams on that list. They're awful teams that just don't win games typically. But even those teams, except for the Texans, have won at least some close games. And coach, when it was close and tight, the end of the first half, they butchered it. 
The goal line situation. Josh Allen, who seemingly hasn't missed throw all year, one hops one. Third and 22 to win the game. You let Waddle get behind you. And then the end of the, they blew the end of the first, second half as well when you just need a field goal to win it thanks to the butt punt. Like, you're not going to blow every, every playoff game is not going to be the Patriot game. Some are going to be the Chiefs game. And you're going to need to be able to execute. And when Josh Allen after the game is damn near in tears and Ken Dorsey is breaking things and they last year fell down on the goal line against Tennessee and blew the close game against Jacksonville and blew the close game against the Chiefs for a team that's supposed to win the Super Bowl, it's concerning to me. Well, I could see why Josh Allen would be close to tears, and I can see why Dorsey would feel the, the way that he feels. When you have 40 minutes time of possession and that many right. plays and don't win the game, it's frustrating. And, and I, look, we've all, we've all had those moments in our careers where, where you want to break everything that's in front of you. From a coaching perspective, I don't love it because you're always asking the, the players to control your emo- their emotions, Good. and, Good and that's, a, that's an important aspect of, of everything that, that we do. The frustration for me is, is what Nick said, is the mechanics at the end of the first half to not get a field goal, and then the mechanics at the end of the game, they had a play where they, they gained 10 yards and they ate up 20 seconds, and they're changing formation. And in a two-minute situation with the, with the clock running, you never change formation because you eat up so much time. So that time, so then they ended up getting the, the first down on the next play and got out of bounds. But the amount of time that he lapsed in that, in that segment is, is the time that was missing later on when they were trying to, to spike the ball. And even the next play is a holding penalty. And then the last play, he's scrambling around. He dumps it short. And the receiver's got to try to get out of bounds. It's, it's low percentage. So it, to lose a game the way that they lost it and to have the two, the end of the half and the end of the game mechanics operate the way they did, it's, it's incredibly frustrating. Okay, I, look, I don't – I get what Sean McDermott said and what you said, Coach. Like, McDermott said you want to set a better example for the players with Dorsey, and I get that. Overall, though, I don't have much of a problem with what he did. I love the passion. I love that it means that much to him. And I think this is something that when caught on camera, it looks a lot worse than it really is. I mean, j- just like being to me and Mahomes going at it, that was no big deal. But when on camera, it looks like a big deal, right? And I think that's what the Dorsey thing was. So I, I, I don't have a problem have with you. Have you ever done Control that, Chris? yourself. Uh, no, no. But ever I, in your life? No. Um, no. I don't think so. Of course not. Coach, you coach, you do that a lot? No. I think no. it happens. I, I Look, we've seen coaches go off, especially baseball managers. I mean, we've seen, we've seen uh, Dennis but are Green you worried go about off the bills? and crown them. Because I think you got to no, go 18 No, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I think your, your rant goes under the whatever helps you sleep at night after your team got beat by the Colts. All right? So, because here's the deal, Nick. Two years ago, you, you, it was interesting, your graphic, two years. I includes this season, right, and yeah. last season. Because in 2020, same head coach, Ken Dorsey was there as a quarterback's coach, yeah. same quarterback, Josh Allen, they won four games by three or fewer points. Sure. Now, last year, they only had two games by three or fewer points. They lost them, but they didn't have many close games last no. year. No, no, no. So they this had, year, well, they one score, one so score seven games. points. Yeah. But I'm talking about three points or less. Games. They won four of those games in 2020. So with, with I'm not convinced. Yeah, Dayball was there. Okay, so that's the difference. He was OC. But I, I think they'll be fine. I really do. Well, be fine is different. Be, nobody doesn't. Nobody I, I never the said they were going to go twenty fine. and zero. Hold on, that's fine. Nobody thinks the Bills won't be fine, but I have had to listen for three weeks 
that this team is a juggernaut, a train rolling down the tracks. And I think a lot of us saw that they could lose to Miami because their safeties were out and Miami might score 35. Mm-hmm. That's not what happened. Well, so- Buffalo, Buffalo scored 14 points immediately. And the rest of the game, they're often scored three points. Wow, somebody caught an upset alert. Ooh, was it you? <laughs> Y'all don't even see? You don't remember. <laughs> hey, 